Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and uh, you're listening to All Ball. And, um, you know, it's amazing how my job works. And there are times in which you get into the daily radio show, the Doug Gottlieb show, which is broadcast live every day from five Eastern to Pacific, two hour show. Then we do an hour podcast that's called In the Bonus. All it's doing well. But, you know, you get in the summer and you're kind of, you know, you're kind of shuffling along. How, How can I talk about sports? Make it interesting. And then you come to NBA Con. And I was excited. Joey Graziano sat down next to me. He is the SVP of global marketing for the NBA. And I wanted to get into his personal story. You know, he's a college baseball player. And one of the things I love about college basketball, college baseball, college football, and it's not that I push back on, yeah, I push back on NIL, but it's like the real value is in the people you meet, the things you have to do and how you get to have a great job in real life using not just the connections you make in your sport, but also a lot of the little fundamentals of what it takes to make it in sports, it takes to make it in life. What you're about to hear is not planned, a completely organic conversation. Oh yeah, by the way, the NBA's new NBA Cup is also his baby. It'll also be in Las Vegas. We talked about it as well. We kind of had to get it back to basketball at some point. But I, I would love to tell you that I had this planned out, that I knew his personal story, and that's what most of the pod would be about. I cannot tell you how riveting this is, how, in many ways, gut-wrenching it is, and I, I'm going to promise, I don't promise many things on this podcast. I would just settle in and listen to this pod and maybe grab a tissue um, it's definitely going to make you think some strong thoughts of your own, but I, I want to start like by thanking Joey. I think he thought we all thought he's just going to promote the event and tell us about the NBA cup. We talked about that. 
But if you want to hear personal stories and how your life can change in a couple hours as a high school senior, without further ado, here's our live pod from NBA Con. We're live here at NBA Con 1. Right. Who can one. say they were they were at the first one? It's like the guy who's like, I was at the first. Remember that commercial with the guys that have been to every Super Bowl and they went to the first Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And the Super Bowl started and they had like a marching band at halftime. Right? Now, performing at halftime, hell, Chris Stapleton's national anthem is like the iconic national anthem of all time. And that was this past Super Bowl. By the way, Vegas, the site of, I think, this year's Super Bowl, right? That is. So, and we're at the Super Bowl, huh? The Super Bowl of the NBA. And the Super Bowl of the NBA, I think, is going to be here in December as well. The guy to help us kind of break it down for us is Joey Graziano, who is a Senior Vice President of Global Events. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay, so uh, you're a baseball player in college. Yep. You get done at Georgetown. Yeah. What'd you do? I, uh, so I, I kept playing for a little while. I moved to the Dominican Republic. Um, had a nonprofit there called Baseball Libros. Uh, the idea was to be able to, uh, grew up in New York City, was playing ball. My dad was a New York City fireman, so I spent a bunch of time in Spanish Harlem. And the thought was I wanted to be able to sort of reconnect with that. And, uh, and so we built a school there to be able to incentivize literacy, mathematics, uh, convince kids that you could be able to play baseball at a high level without having to forgo the academic side. Um, from there, went to went to George law school but hold on wait you you opened some doors there okay. I was, yeah because georgetown was 2002 to 2005 dad was a new york city firefighter yes so that means 2001 yes you're in high school i was you said i could ask you anything you could ask me anything where were you um uh 9-11 yes. was it um i was i was a senior in high school um my my father is was a fireman at engine 22 ladder 13 upper east side of manhattan um, my father is the last person to leave any twin tower alive my dad's entire firehouse um, passed away uh, i lost um, incredible incredible men who were great very close to me i spent my my early years uh at randall's island in new york um, you know, we were playing softball every Thursday, so you could not go to not go to school. My, that was the one rule in our house was you didn't have to go to school on Thursdays if you wanted to go watch Dad play softball. So my heroes, um, you know, growing up were not were not you know Dave Winfield and Don Mattingly, um, but they were they were these giants. Um, Ooh, you can name them. Yeah, they. I mean, inc- incredible names. You know, Greg Stajak, who was a pitcher at St. John's, who you know taught me how to play ball, and then um, you know ended up being somebody who I can remember watching one of my high school games when I was a junior in the state championship was there at that game last game he ever saw me play the following the following fall obviously things change so names like that that um you know mean a lot to me um the the guys of the guys of engine 22 ladder 13 um and their families are you know a driving force in in my everyday reality it's incredible you know I I uh I was actually, I was a professional basketball player. I played a year in Russia. Yeah. And I came back and I played with the Lakers in the Summer League. Summer League was at Long Beach State back then. And then I came back to uh, Oklahoma and uh, I trained at at Oklahoma State. And what I would do is I would go and do uh, fill-in radio. Yeah. And the guy who was the big afternoon drive host there is a guy named uh, Jim Traber. And he had been, he played for the Orioles and he was like a local legend. 
and he was the color guy for the Diamondbacks. So the Diamondbacks won the World Series, right? Yeah. They were really good back then. And so it was. They, they broke Yankee fans' heart that year. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, they Luis did. Gonzalez, like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, my dad, my dad threw out the first pitch of that ALCS. Um, my dad's a baseball guy. Uh, that was that was the that was the Jeter, um, you know, saved the series yeah, yeah. With, with one of the, the greatest A's. plays of all time. Yes, yeah, that was that series. My dad threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. Um, on, uh, on that series. Well, that, then that makes that, that the greatest first pitch in Yankee Stadium because I was thinking, I was going to ask about the George Bush first pitch in Yankee Stadium, which is Icon- you know, very I, iconic. I, iconic, iconic. Iconic as well. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I, rem- I mean, look, I remember that day and then uh, later, obviously, working at ESPN, the ones at CBS, we lived in Westport and so many of those families were, yeah. were, were affected uh, uh, by, by 9-11. Uh, man, I, I can't imagine, and I, I can imagine why you went away from home to, to go to yeah. to go to Georgetown, you know, yeah. instead of playing for for St. John's. So you're you're doing a nonprofit, you're playing ball, you're in the yeah. Dominican. How'd you get to the league? Uh, so, so I I ended up leaving. I was uh, I went and went went to law school. Uh, so I was at Georgetown Law School for a number of years. Thought that's probably where I would spend some time. I I was fortunate enough. I won a fellowship. I moved to Ireland for a little over a year. Uh, in the middle of my law school, I boxed professionally. Actually, the first time I got to play hoops again um, was I played. I played for the Galway Collegiate Basketball Team. If you can imagine, like I've got a bunch good, of eighteen-year-olds. Hey, hey, a good friend of mine, uh, Dave Rebson, works for the Big Ten Network. Yeah. He went and he studied abroad. Yeah, and he played basketball oh, in Ireland and too. And he, that was where he told me. And I don't know if this is true. He said, you know, they, they say in Ireland, and it's that the um, closer you are to. Uh, uh, the Guin- where they make the Guinness, the yeah. better the beer is. I-, I think that's right. Is it true? I think. I mean, I was drinking more of the whiskey, but yes. uh, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I-, I think that I think that's 100 percent right. So you got a fellowship, you go to Ireland. Yeah, go to Ireland. I come back, and then I'm now a practicing attorney, and I practice at Jones Day. I expected to probably spend a big portion of my career there. It, it was a great firm. I learned a bunch. I had I had great what type work. of law. Uh, so I was white collar criminal defense work. Um, yeah, saving saving kids, um, <laughs> and uh, and I thought I you know I thought I'd be there for a while, and there was a family who was very instrumental to my family during 9/11. They're the reason I got to go to college, um, and that family they happened to own a small business in DC, and um, I, the guy asked me to have coffee with him. He said he was going through a bet the company litigation. There was a fraud issue with his with his CEO, and he was like, I need you to leave the law firm and come work for me. I knew we're going to have to rebuild this entire thing. And so uh, my dad's rule in our house growing up was if your neighbor's house is on fire, you run towards the fire. It's the only rule he ever gave us. He didn't believe in anything else. Simple man, simple rules. And uh, so I left. I went to the managing partner's office that afternoon, gave my two weeks notice, walked out of a law firm and a big paying job and ended up at a company that had 20 employees and no real office with a bet the company litigation that was on the front page of the Washington Post on my first day. Uh, it was a small business that was was taking care of kids, and uh, and so allegations of fraud in a, in a very popular small town become a very very big deal. And uh, we rebuilt that company. I became their chief operating officer. Went from 20 employees down to one. Took it back up to a thousand. Wild, successful, creating immersive versions of Disney, hyper-localized versions of Disney World around sports. We had a third of the Major League Baseball IP. The head first companies, um, and uh, and then five years later left. Um, and was thinking I was gonna I was going back to New York and I was gonna take some time. It had been a crazy run and I was gonna write this story about my dad's firehouse. That's what I wanted to do. I was coming back to t- to do the interviews, to start taking the notes. I wanted to write this story. Write. I didn't know what I was gonna do with the story, but I wanted to write it. And uh, while I was there, someone asked me, "Would you go have an, an interview with with my boss at the NBA, Kelly Flato?" 
And about 10 minutes into the interview, she said, can I bring HR in? And uh, next thing you know, I'm talking about a job with the NBA in a way I, I was never what, expecting. What year is this? This was five years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and at the NBA, I've had, I mean. I, I don't want to dwell on the 9-11 because I know it's, it's so emotional. Have you, have you ever asked your dad about the day? Yeah. Um, so, I've gotten into one fight with my father. I appreciate this, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I truly do. I, I, <laughs> I've gotten into one fight with my dad. It happened to be on September 10th. Oh. Um, as you know, as a senior, you, you were an athlete. I was an athlete. I was, at that point, thought I was, I was good. I wasn't good at anything, but I thought I was good. Um, and my, my father um, said that the coach from Haverford, was one of the all, Dave Beccaria, one of the all-time great human beings on earth, had been reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and trying to recruit me. And I was like, Haverford, I'm a Division I baseball player. I don't want to do yeah. three, right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't, and I, and I wasn't being respectful in my responses back. I, I was just letting him reach out and not respond. And my father told me that, uh, you know, in this house, like, if somebody offers you, like, you call him back and you say no. And you can say no, but you say no as, as a man and you call him. And I refused to, and I told him that he never went to college. He doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. And, um, and that's how I slammed the door. I said a bunch of other expletive words uh, as I walked up the door, and my father went to work before I saw him again. So I, I, I thought my father had passed away until the next, until the 12th, was when we figured, finally found out my dad was alive. So, so um, where are you on the 11th year in high school? I'm, I'm a senior in high school, yeah. Um, and then how did, how did you guys find out? Because I, I, was, I was driving in a car yeah. from Stillwater, Oklahoma to Oklahoma City, and I heard it on the radio, and I thought it was like a spoof of War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I walked upstairs to the radio station, and that's when the towers were on fire, and I saw them both come down. To get, paint, paint the picture for me for that day. Yeah, I mean, I was in, I was in, I was in school. We were in a science. I mean, I can remember taking a biology test. Took a test. We like we get noticed that something had happened, and then if your parents were are in the World Trade Center, you could come down to the library for the guidance counselor. And my dad had been at the '96 World Trade Center bombing. I knew my dad was working that day, but I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, keep going to school. Kept going to school. At lunch, we I saw the first video, the news of the of the towers and things like, and I was like, this is not good. But I again didn't recognize how bad it was. My my best friend, um, his mom worked in in one of the other smaller towers, and I was more worried about her. Um, so we went. He picked me up. Like we went to school together. He drove me home. We first went uh, to to check on um, to check on his father. We went to his father, who's a Gar- uh, Garden City High School guidance counselor. We stopped over there. I was like, is everything okay with mom she was fine um but then we get home to my house and i knew things were wrong the minute i got home because the cars were lined up in my driveway um this is before cell phones like i didn't own a cell phone yeah so there's no way to me to get a hold of anybody and i knew and my mother was cooking my mom does not cook small irish woman like we don't we do takeout we don't cook um and uh she was cooking and when I walked in, and my my aunts were in the in the kitchen, and I knew immediately stuff was we were, things were not good. My mom had heard from my dad early in the morning, and then that was that was the end. Um, and uh, we ended up not finding out for hours later uh, when somebody said they thought they saw my father. Um, and then it wasn't until he came home after you know about two thirty in the morning. So my dad had been carrying somebody out from the twenty fourth floor. Um, he had met his the rest of his firehouse in the lobby, um, and he was carrying somebody who had a, had a heart condition. He kept carrying that man. He jumped on top of the man. The building came down. My dad was outside. My dad's fireman 
and fellow firemen were inside the tower in the lobby. Um, so my dad, I've seen the video. My dad was my dad was buried alive, and then ended up and, and ended up being able to get out, and and uh, you know his fellow firemen were not. Two thirty in the morning. Do you still have like soot and dirt all like all, yeah, all over him? He, he came, yeah, he came home, um, and and I can remember the first thing he said to me was, "They're all gone." That was that was the first words I've had. I've my father and I have had one real protracted, very long conversation about it, which I sat with him. It was a night we were together, just the two of us in Florida, and talked for a very long period of time about it. Um, but that's probably the the extent we've ever talked about all the details. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. All right, this is probably the longest you'll be off your cell phone for the entire week. Yeah, you got, you did, you, you, I gotta say, I tip my cap to you. <laughs> so, this has been amazing. It's an amazing event. Yeah. I look forward to year two. I can't wait. And seeing the growth. I appreciate you telling your story. That, no. that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we did the, we did number one, so that means I got you for number two. Like, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. a good man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Whew. My thanks to Joey Graziano. That was emotional. That was raw. That was real. That's as as good as as uh, I've ever been fortunate to be a part of. And um, yeah, my my brain when he had told me at the before he when he sat down, we started just kind of chit chatting, and he had told me that he was a baseball player at Georgetown in two thousand two to two thousand five, and then he mentioned that his dad was a New York City firefighter, my wheels were spinning, and he let me in. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for Fox Sports Radio's Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you're entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any Graduate Hotels location. It's sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay.